Hi, I'm Holiday Kirk, and thank you for listening to the New Metal Agenda podcast. If you want to help further expand the New Metal Agenda, check us out on patreon.com slash newmetal underscore agenda. Membership perks include ad-free episodes, Patreon-exclusive podcasts, the ability to submit questions for guests ahead of time, free merch, and more. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Good evening from Los Angeles. I'm Holiday Kirk, and welcome, ladies, gentlemen, people that don't give a fuck, to the New Metal Agenda podcast. With me today is my effervescent co-host, Riviera. Hey. Coming to us live from the Unabomber cabin somewhere in Ann Arbor, Michigan, home of Taproot. No, I'm not. (laughs) You're in Connecticut. That's right. You're in Connecticut, home of what New Metal band? I don't know. You know. What's what's, What's the big city in Connecticut? There isn't one. Hartford. New York City. New Haven? I guess. No. Um, yeah, I mean, like Hartford or New Haven. I don't know, I'm not Boston? attached to this state. That is Massachusetts. No, it's not. Boston, Connecticut. So Godsmack, you from the home of Godsmack. Boston, Connecticut. Great. Okay. All right. Today, we have two illustrious guests to discuss the topic du jour. It's on the minds and on the lips of everyone from coast to coast. New metal is back, maybe? Question mark? Please let me welcome no. to the show, Drew Miller. Drew, introduce yourself and your new metal bonafides. Um, what's up, everybody? My name is Drew Millard. My main new metal bonafide is that I just wrote a book about golf called How Golf Can Save Your Life. Yeah. I have also attended a Limp Biscuit concert as an adult. I interviewed Mike Shinoda, uh, and he followed me on Twitter. and. I have the musical tastes of a goat, so I appreciate any and everything, including new metal. And please welcome Jasmine Lee. Jasmine, introduce yourself and your new metal bonafides, which are very recent and very illustrious. Hello. Um, so I'm the person who said Deftones was new metal in the New York Times. That's going to be my legacy. Um oh, yes. I listened to Linkin Park in middle school and I was on Tumblr. Uh, that's not a lot of new metal on there, but a lot of metalcore. And yeah, that's about it. I'm not as prolific as some of the others on this call, but you know, I'm really? in the newspaper saying yes, new metal's back. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty You prolific. said it in the paper. You put in the newspaper that we're back. So you did this. You did this. You did this. Um, I want to thank you for first and foremost, I'd like to thank you for referring to me as the Twitter guy and not the X guy, or as you would probably have had to have said X formerly known as Twitter, because there's just no, no clean way of saying it otherwise. And I'm really thankful too, that you did not cut my ass from the piece entirely. Did you, I, I want to ask, did you fight for it? Was it like, was I on the chopping block? Okay. So you're not Gen Z and uh, you're not on TikTok, Kirk. Kirk and I. We spoke for about 45 minutes on our interview, and it was in my first draft. My first draft was about 3,000 words, and my editors were just like, yeah, it's got to go because, you know, they pay you by the word. Um, but, yeah, and I I was censored. I couldn't put crazy-ass moments in the newspaper. Um, not even I in quotes? About it. Not even. Like, I thought about, like, in hindsight, I was like, I could have just put your your username, like, new metal moment, but I was on deadline, and I didn't think of it but your name is in the newspaper my name is in the newspaper and i'm going to tell you why the interview got cut because as everyone knows i'm oblivious stupid and arguably autistic and i did not realize we were talking about style 
it was in the style section. And I and I once I had picked up the physical edition, I even remember you trying to lead me with some questions about style. And I was like, yeah, trip pants, wallet chains. Anyway, let's talk more about the music and blah, 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 blah. So really, more than anything, I was you know what? I was devastated that my interview stuff got cut. But more than being devastated, the interview stuff got cut. I was extremely grateful that I survived the edits. And I mean, I owe you everything to that because I know it would have been very easy to just go and not pay you that. <laughs> I don't know, 88 cents that they would have saved by cutting out three words or whatever. Um, no, you talked to me for 45 minutes. So I, of course I have to put you in the paper. I remember, and I remember finding out because you you had you had interviewed uh, one of our New Metal Agenda writers, uh, Jay Katz, who's very talented um, on, on their own t- turf. And you interviewed them and they had talked about it in, in Discord. And I was like, what? That's so great. No fucking way they didn't reach out to me. Ain't no goddamn way. I'm so happy for you. Ain't no fucking way they didn't message me. He was sulking. I was. How do you know that? How do I know that you were sulking? Because you were posting through it. That's right. You know what? Yeah, it's true. It's true. But there you were in my message There they were in my message requests. So all's well that ends well. Drew Millard, but on the other hand, though, Drew Millard ends up on this Zoom call because I was going through Chester Bennington's timeline and like the fifth to last thing he ever posted was an article you wrote for Vice, right? Uh, yes, yes. About uh, new metal. So this is 2017, and it was something Mike Shinoda had posted. And Mike Shinoda was still striking that very apologetic tone you had to strike when it came to new metal at the time. I think he actually puts like, "Yeah, Drew, listen to a bunch of new metal. So sorry about that. Read his article." Uh, and the article itself, you know, a little bit defensive but it's like it's it does reflect that period before i mean 2017 i was like three years before i feel like anyone even started to be like maybe this is kind of good what what about you what is your relationship with the genre um honestly i don't even i don't really know what i'm doing here i don't remember writing that article no i'm just fucking around um you know you can kick people from zoom it's fun it's like it's like xbox live chat watch this watch this all right. Oh no. Shape up. Um, let's go. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think in general, um, you know, uh taste is a very taste is sort of a fake thing. Um, and that, you know, I think new metal is kind of actually like an important genre, um, especially like sort of the rap rocky elements of it, because you know, like, even though, like, a lot of grunge music, for example, had sort of independent alternative credibility, like, you know, there weren't a ton of bands beyond, like, Fishbone, who had people of color in them. And new metal, um, like, this new style comes uh, generally more from Southern California, and it is, like, a genuinely more diverse uh you know, subgenre. And on top of that, you also have like, you know, rather than just like being like, oh, what if we like made Neil Young and fucking uh the Melvins even heavier? Uh, you do have them like incorporating new ideas into rock music in a way that like Prior to this, like it had really only been done with like Faith No More and Red Hot Chili Peppers. And there's like even an interview with like the corn guys out there from back in the day 
where they're like, yeah, our influences are like in terms of rock are literally only Faith No More and Red Hot Chili Peppers. I love, I love so, when people like me and people like you meet and they're just two music critics, critic dorks <laughs> colliding because you were getting to that point and I was already running to Chuck Klosterman's book collection because that mm. interview happens in Fargo Rock City. And oh, it's, wow. it's great because it's an, yeah, it's an interview with, I think, just Fieldy. And Fieldy is like, we did not listen to the Beatles. We did not listen to Rolling Stone. We started with Faith No More. And that's just that's that's where it starts. And and Chuck Klosterman and even him oh, and, and even him saying that is in its own way, like them incorporating like hip hop into the mix in a way, because it's like almost a callback to uh, the Chuck D line, like Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me. Right. And I think that and Chuck, if I'm remembering the section correctly, Chuck Klosterman is very like guarded about it he doesn't really get it or like the music but he does respect it as actually being like brand new like something mm. that is was it does not have precedence and it's like i respect that to the to the nth degree because it is like when you when you throw away the beatles and the stones and dylan you're like starting from the primordial soup again and that's like what those albums from like 94 sound like to me is just the roughest most raw shit imaginable but, but th let's not get too far off track we are here to talk about the current present day, which is that well, we're 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 really here to just deliberate if new metal is back or not. Which, I'm mean, you know what, I'm not, I mean, I think for the most part it is. I've somehow made a full time living out of being a new metal influencer. It tasted like battery acid on my tongue for the last eleven months. Actually, September first will be mm. a year, so that's cool. But at the same time, you've I've here's what I've noticed. What I've noticed is this sort of guardedness in the industry as people try to figure out if this is going to be the next emo rap pop punk gold rush. So when you hear like like Lil Uzi Vert's super lazy chop suey freestyle or that Gale, Gale like flipping a, a Crazy Town Butterfly sample into a fucking pop punk song for some reason uh, or like people... it made sense in the movie. It made dramaturgically it made sense, Kirk. Okay, well, as a song, it sucks. But yeah, and, well, and then or like or like Trippy Red sampling Deftones, and and there are more examples. But this is all like very guarded stuff because we don't have like the, the way that emo rap happened was it was like we had SoundCloud rap and we had emo revival and they hit and it was like boom and then a bunch of children made millions of dollars and died and it was it was a lot to to live through. And now I don't think that's. I'm like certain that's not going to happen again. There is no big money movement in the record industry that could possibly collide with young kids making new metal. So I don't know if there's going to be like a flashpoint where everything goes nuclear. What do, what do you guys think about all that though? I think now, like, especially with the pop punk revival, emo rap, like past couple of years, you kind of have the like Trojan, Trojan horse rock music into hip hop or trap that's how you make you know rock music a thing again so i honestly don't know if we're gonna see any like new rock music new metal just be on that level again because um sometimes i look at the spotify global top 50 just to remind myself like how dire things are and i think the only song on there by a rock band was uh i want to be yours by the arctic monkeys which is a great song but that song is like 10 years old and yeah, I think, I mean, I think Lil Uzi's on that chart. I think that's the only way we're really going to get there. And even with the pop punk revival, you had like 
people like Travis Barker just doing a lot and working with these young artists and like manufacturing little pop punk babies what to I'm take his to place. Figure out though is is it a good thing that we aren't going to go running up the global 100? What I mean is this something that maybe we should slow walk because it's like I glibly sprinted past back there like because emo rap blew up like we lost two of the definitive rap figures of our times to money and drugs which would be juice world and little peep and like because of that it feels like there's this generational hole where we're supposed to have these very significant artists and they're just gone and i i don't i would rather we did not repeat that with whoever's trying to come up making new metal um so what, uh, what what do you think, Drew Millard? What do you think? I mean, I there is like a genuine new metal underground thing that's happening these days. I forget the name of the label, but there's some label in Texas somewhere um, that is like these incredibly terminally online kids who are like just legit like making new metal because they're like, this is the shit that we think is cool. And I think in general, like the internetification of like musical influence and things just sort of being like bonked together and mixed in mass uh, does sort of lend itself to new metal making a comeback because of the very nature of the genre. And I think, you know, as Jasmine's piece so expertly showed, um, you know, you do have like Billie Eilish or whoever uh, at least paying sort of like aesthetic lip service to new metal in a way that does like, you know, these kids, they've like, you know, a teen does not remember a time when like they had to use Ask Jeeves. Like they've always had Google, you know? And so, you know, Looking back on these aesthetic touchstones, twenty six. I don't. Okay, there you go. Um, I I remember a time when, uh, yeah, they all we had was ask Jeeves, and like Jeeves couldn't tell you shit. Um, You'd ask but, that motherfucker, and he would just be like, "I don't know." Yeah, yeah. They put him um, down, and I wasn't really sad about it. Yeah, I remember I had a computer class where my computer teacher told me or told us all, all right, listen, you got to if you want to find some information on the web, there was like a week long segment of our semester on this. And they were like, go to dogpile.com because that takes all of the search engines, including Google. Google was once a oh lesser God. search engine. I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so. This is all coming back to me now. Um, I needed to not. Anyways, um, the most important thing though is that, uh, you know, young people are very online. They know how to like look up the reference point, and you know, if you come across something like, you know, the big Jinkos, then you'll find corn, and then you know, you might listen to like, you know, at least Freak on a Leash or whatever. Um, Hopefully the first album, which is like a very good record. Uh, but then you listen to that and then you're like, oh, there's a part on the new hundred Gex album that like is pretty directly referencing this type of music. Hundred Gex is cool. Therefore, this music is cool. I guess what I'm just saying is like, don't place too big a bet on it going up or down because you never know. I think that my 
my rise to power, fame, and not fortune, is also inextricable from the rise of just the shit post account, which is something mm. that uh, which is something that would happen because of like the collapse of all social networks into one gross TikTok style pool of uh, attention, a- attention, lock boxing ridiculousness, and. Like, I might have all these high and mighty aspirations of what I'm doing and what I want to do. But if you really, like, look at my resume, the majority of what I actually do is I just scrape content off YouTube and regurgitate it onto different social media platforms, which isn't what I want to be known for. But it is how you gain traction now. And I do kind of consider, like, well, you know, like, if, like I'll be posting Limp Biscuit at Woodstock 99 yet again. And I'm like... Do I am I doubling down on nostalgia too much? Because I don't I don't like my, my least favorite thing is when people engage with my stuff and they're like, we used to be a proper country or we should return to this. Well, that's always so funny to you. To me, it's very enervating. I hate that. I hate that shit. Oh, I what, I always, what I think makes new metal go do it. I saw you make that face. You talk, you talk. Um. No, I don't know. I've I've like moved through being annoyed by it. And now I think it's kind of funny. I do think it's like. It is so it is so interesting to having now spent, I don't know, several months uh, involved in this like deep dive into the archives uh, beyond just like sitting alone in my room at 13 listening to albums. Like the the narrative put upon the genre is like it it is such an active project to reimagine new metal as like a homogenous white man thing. But if you like actually watch the tapes, that's not what it is. So it is like, it's kind of funny to me at this point when, when it's like, you're watching Woodstock 99 and it's like, are you like looking at the audience? Are you looking at the set list? Are you like, are you arguing are that you it, actually, is, it is a white man thing? No, I'm arguing that it's not. Okay. Cause it, I, I, I was going to say like, if you're looking at the Woodstock 99 audience, it definitely looks like it's a white man thing. Less than you would think I have gone through the frames well i i just the the whole the whole miracle of new metal to me is and always has been that it is just a genre without nostalgia is it was always it was the it was the last fucking time rock and metal on a popular scale was about pushing things forward and not looking backwards and that to me is is just so desperately needed in rock music so when i make my bread and butter scraping content off youtube and reposting it it's like i'm i'm working against what i love so much about the genre and i try to counterbalance that i try to find obscure bands and new bands and platform them the best i can but at the end of the day if someone's responding to something i posted with we used to be a proper country i fucked up uh what have, have you guys discovered any newer bands though any active artists that are doing it now that really get to you Because I've got a lot. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna I be will honest. Say, oh. Oh, no, I will say like um, the you know Zoomers I interviewed mostly like they're like teenagers, college age. They would say like, "Oh yeah, I love watching like old concert videos on YouTube, and nobody's on their phone. I wish I could have lived in that time." But huh. yeah, a few of the people I interviewed like they are musicians and they make music, um, and I think the bands that they have name dropped to me in our interviews are older bands but i'm sure they listen to some newer ones and i think kirk you sent me a couple as well um so yeah i think there is a bit of attention there and i think you know the kids i interviewed 
through that, maybe they'll find some of these newer bands and they'll start their own bands. We just got to cut that line where where we're like we're just tethered by the umbilical cord to the greatest hits of 1999. It's like I, we just need a dream of a better future, and we just got to start with plaf- big upping the artists that are doing it now. I was so I got sent on 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 Twitter this EP by a band called Black Coast. I think they're out of the UK, and that's really promising. There's a song on the, the last song on there, which is called No One, is fucking. Oh my god, it's like the one of the best new metal songs I've heard in years. It's so fucking good. Sounds of Acceleration by Riot Stairs is amazing. It sounds like the soundtrack to the greatest demolition derby racing game ever made. <laughs> um Papercut 2 by Papercut, huge into that one. Gideon More Power More Pain. Love that. We all love Hunter Gex, I bet. I mean, that was that was a big that was a big deal. It felt like yeah. everyone sent me Billy Knows Jamie like all at the same time. And like that album, that album, I mean, for the most part, really is more of like a hyper pop or something like that record. But I do think that there's a real thing. It is now. I do think that their embrace of a more new metal sense of anarchy and kind of pivoting away from pop punk templates helps that album be like almost the album of the year. Maybe maybe it's got to be like, what, top 10? It's a very good record. I think my favorite personally is the JPEG Mafia Danny Brown thing. That does have like at least one new metal song on it, doesn't? Does it have more? I never actually listened I mean, to it. We should uh we should really define terms here. Uh what is new metal and what is back? <laughs> new metal is uh any combination of accessible heavy music with strong groove industrial thrash metal overtones and a influence of a rap hip-hop influence in cadence or production okay so turnstile by this definition is new metal yes okay i'm sorry i i'm sorry if i have a mutual friend with a mutual friend of turnstile or something and i called you new metal but also like why would you be listening to the new metal podcast didn't they Unless... play sick new world they sure did allegations will never they'll never be they're never beating the allegations they're never beating the allegations if you played sick new world it's it's over it's so over over never been more over never been more over you know we just talked to richard patrick of filter and he just he just accepted it i didn't even push the topic he's like yeah we're new metal and he I'm came like, on and he was like we're new metal right yeah and i was like i was like no you're not but he's like yeah we are and i'm like okay you are <laughs> um I th- I think that the 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 twin twin goal though of 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 pushing bands that are are new is that I I'm hoping I can also shed light on all of the because it was like for three years there this feels off topic I feel like I'm just going over the fucking mission statement all over again and I've probably done this once every other episode we should dive more into what new metal being back actually means because that is a part of what your question was so with the style piece in the new york times a lot of those kids in there it was style piece right so a lot of those kids are like tiktok kids i don't mean that derisively i just figured out how to use it and i'm watching all the police body cam videos and cooking tutorials that everyone you else really does. are watching those dude they're you know, it really, it, but, and then you watch like one Legend of Zelda build video and then it recommends you 4 million of those. It's clever. Mm-hmm. It's a clever app. Clever app. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, like I work with kids. I work with 
middle and high schoolers at this this arts camp and like the kids on mm. their little radio shows and in their little dj sets oh, kirk you would have hated this but it was great um one of the kids was um doing a little dj set and they thought it would be really funny to mix uh lcd sound system and system of a down for like 20 minutes oh, that's really good i, I want to hear that i would want to hear that for sure it wasn't is... great but the energy was really there how were the they doing really there. what were they using to dj oh my god i have no idea i can get you this information later but i would love to know was... that sounds yeah. really cool actually i, I was... love that yeah no it was like these kids are these kids are into new metal um not really with any depth like every i don't know every couple of days someone will come on the radio and be like every couple of days in exaggeration but look on the radio and be like okay so this next song this is a song that's like really intense this is the heaviest song i've ever heard like it's just it's so intense and i think you all really need to hear it. and it is always always last resort uh sick that is a heavy song. every single time the heavy song it is it's funny that it is that every time that would get um, old that would get old i would definitely call in and be like this is this this is baby shit what are you doing what are you doing Give me the number. I'm but it's in. funny. I don't think there's a call-in number. I I bet they'd let you host one. Um, but I it is a question for Jasmine, like, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like with the folks you spoke to for your piece, like how did you find them? And also, I guess, like what's sort of the background on the piece? Was this, is this like something you noticed um, or or? Is this something you were assigned? I'm not sure if you're a staffer or a freelancer or something I'm a, between or yeah. sorry. I'm a freelancer. That's why they pay me by the dollar, but uh, or pay okay. me by the word. Pay you but, by the um, dollar. It's like, yo, <laughs> the rates <laughs> went up. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think it started with all the Deftones memes that I saw because like mm. they're actually huge. Like I don't even have a TikTok app on my phone, but people are just posting about Deftones anywhere, everywhere. And it's kind of a meme. But um, yeah, to find people, I was mostly just going on TikTok and Twitter, really. So that's why they're all TikTok kids, because I mostly interviewed people who were just actively posting about new metal online. And yeah, the dad I interviewed in this story, like he just had this tweet about how he saw Deftones with um, his like 15 year old daughter. And I was like, do you want to interview? But um, yeah, so I love that. Yeah. And I think that was very heartwarming. Actually, Sorry. Yeah, there are a lot of dads out there with uh, kids who are Deftones fans. But um, yeah, I I hear you interviewed Mike Shinoda. I tried to get an interview, but I I he said no, or his people said no. But um, I was yeah, gonna say really? like if you heard him say no, you got far. You got through some layers. <laughs> you should have been like, I would love to talk to you about crypto and Web three opportunities, and then been like, boom, psych, gotcha. No. Yeah, his he's like a really like, nice no. guy. Yeah, he seems it. He's a uh, yeah sidebar. I think he's one of the most influential Asian Americans of all time. But that's another conversation. That's another article. And yeah, the Lincoln Park people were like, "Sorry, Mike's not available. Do you want to interview Avenged Sevenfold?" And I'm like, "That's that's not really different, but the same thing." They, Dude, so I just remember that now. They hit me with the same thing, and we were like. No, <laughs> not really. But if they want that's to try, just the way it goes in this business. Sometimes you know, you're you want a filet mignon, and they offer you like 
a McDonald's hamburger. Like I, my philosophy has always been like, you know, I'm still hungry. I'll take what I can get. Fair enough. Interviewing Avenged Sevenfold. Sevenfold for a new metal piece though would not have been, would not have worked. If I got cut for an Avenged Sevenfold interview instead, I'd have been pretty upset. The comments oh. would be so bad. The comments but would be vicious. <laughs> yeah, but think about that. Uh, they were around. Think about those clicks. <laughs> Wouldn't have been worth it. Um, so that is really cool. It's funny too how like even in its most diminished and, and emaciated form, how you how fucking useful Twitter continues to be to journalists and and just media people in general. Oh, I'm sorry. X. Oh, I'm so glad you <laughs> slid it in right before you would have had to put former. It was Twitter. right before it happened. Platform formerly known as Twitter X user Holiday Kirk. That would have been unfortunate. That would unfortunate. Hey, did the have the new has the have you do you know like if the New York Times has an updated style guide to that? The platform formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, I'm not sure, but at my day job, um, it's like a financial like tech magazine, and we usually put like X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, or like Elon Musk's like social platform X. Um, they so should just change it changing. back. They should just change it back and never address it. Just flip it back. He did yeah. come out. He did. What come do you out call with, the Sears Tower? Sears Tower, the Willis yeah. Tower. It, he did come out with his first actual innovation that I find very useful, and I have to applaud him for it. And that's turning off the blue check you get when you sign up for sure. Twitter Blue. I went so fast to that setting and was like, boom, off. Hell yeah. Finally, I'm free. Thank you, Jesus Christ. If he had been like, it's another dollar a month to turn off the blue check, I would have just been like, boom. And how do I? It. How do I never see a tweet from someone who has a blue check? That's the one you should put. Hey, Kirk's in his sellout era. I am big time in my sellout era. I just got the invite for ad revenue sharing, and I signed up oh, for that shit. shit. Oh hell yeah! I hope you enjoy your twenty dollars. I can't wait. How much do you think I'm going to make? Say that again. Well, I said 20. I do think it'll be more than 20, but I don't think it'll be much more. I thought you said 120 and I was like, nah, I'm no, ballpark. 120 bucks for reposting copyright shit that I own none of the rights to. I feel like that's kind of a good oh, deal. I mean, that would be fine. I don't think that's what you're going to get. More or less. Less. You're such a goddamn hater. You never <laughs> want to see me win. You never want to see me win. I mean, how much? I think the real question is like, uh, are you willing to post uh, Kid Rock at Woodstock 99? Just spam no, that shit. That's not what gets the views. What gets views is when really? he goes, My Chemical Romance is new metal. Mm. If I wanted to sell out, I could sell the fuck out, but I don't. I, I want to like relatively continue on with my... Because I have I have higher aspirations for all this shit. I, if I wanted to become a shit post account, I could do it. It would not be difficult, but I really want to make something lasting and great out of this. So I'm just praying to, to I'm just praying signing up for monetization does not end up getting my account banned when they're like, wow, you post a lot of stuff you don't own the rights to at all. And you just got paid for it. So goodbye. Anyway, now that that gloom and doom is out of the way. Hi, cat. Oh, my God. Baby. This cat has been jumping on my lap and then jumping down for the past like five minutes. Anyways, I think that signing up for Twitter Blue is a very new metal move. Oh, um, yeah, actually, yeah, it is. Selling out is the most new metal thing of all. Well, also just like experimenting with new things, even when other people think they're tasteless. 
See, that's the kind of optimism and support that Riv will not bring to the new metal agenda, which is why Drew Millard is replaced is going to be a new regular fixture on the program. Not Jasmine. Jasmine no, Jasmine. I could never, I could never accept uh Riv. You seem fantastic. I love the fact that you work with kids. Um, and I could never, I could never do you like that. Oh, Riv is I amazing. appreciate it. We all love Riv. Um, oh. Sorry. I got to put this cat out. It just bit me. Oh, I understand. Like a loving bite or. Probably not. It's like a loving bite, but it's like a, I love you and I'm biting you because I love you so much. I need more attention. I relate to that. I relate to All right, that. I'll be back in a second. Do your thing. What do you guys think of Drew? Kind of a dick. No, I'm okay. I'm gonna leave. I will leave that in. We all love Drew. We love Drew around here, folks. Um, look at his closet though. He man, he got two neon green shirts and nothing else. He did not pack for this parents' <laughs> trip at all. Okay. He's going high viz. He's going high viz. I think that I mean to me, the the just like the broader sentiment to me, the 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 feeling that I had around like 2018, 2019 was like I've always been someone that loves guitar rock like so much. And I love guitar rock and I love pop music like almost like equally. I just fucking love pop music and I love guitar rock. And with new metal, you had those two things meeting in a way that was not reductive or overly respectful of the past. And I genuinely can't, I don't, I don't think anything came after that that did the same thing. I think that following new metals it's like kind of how i feel so when rap music hit uh it really like impacted the pop market it was so huge and so impactful and so revolutionary so fast it kind of shocked rock music into this backwards nostalgia thing like almost immediately because it was just so progressive and it just kept eating all these genres that rock became this like this response to it by becoming a backwards looking nostalgic tentpole whereas the new metal came along and was like we can do that we can do that shit. We can take on new genres. We can evolve. We can keep that going. And once new metal ran its course around like 2003, 2004, that spirit faded away and just never returned. Like you can. I like would you, disagree. All right. Come on. Come on. Who, who, yeah, what's who, who, the, what's the dialectical uh, antithesis to new metal? Okay. As well, it becomes no, it, the new thesis. New rock goes revival. Back, no, no, no. It goes back to like Southern rap um like you know Jeezy hits around then uh ti hits around then gucci hits shortly after that um and then even like you know you have like a throwaway pop rap song like uh tipsy by jaquan like if you listen to the beat it sounds like rock no but it sounds like someone made a beat by throwing a bag of trash around in a Wait, garage but, like, but my criteria was specifically guitar rock no 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 that's we're 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 taking the fucking red pill here buddy uh <laughs> i I'm, did not argue that pop music stopped being innovative at, at no, a no no point. but you'll you'll see where i'm going you'll see where i'm going so we go southern rap uh which sort of begets the style of rap that is for better or for worse called trap which then begets the style of electronic music, music, which is inarguably for worse, called EDM trap, like Bauer and 
fucking falcons and shit like that. And then from that sort of like uninterestingly tasteless music rises when you combine it with the Southern rap as well as like uh, drill music from Chicago, you get Kirk, stop making that face. You get uh, <laughs> emo rap, Lil Peep, etc. Okay. And so the cycle begins anew, which brings us back to the pop punk revival, which is also happening, obviously, like, you know, hotel year and shit like that. Um, but then you also have like the Travis Barker doing it mainstream. And then once that gets old, and Travis Barker is still the hottest like rap producer around for making you a pop punk album. Trippy Red hits him up and says, "Make me a Deftones album." Boom, done. Double is dialectical. Sound, is that what that sounds like? Apparently, he told Travis Barker, "Like this is a Deftones. I want to sound like Deftones." Out, yikes. That's, I haven't that's listened not, to it. That's not what I. That's not good. Nobody needs that. I don't. That sounds just like, hey, cop the aesthetics of this shit. I mean, and then he literally samples Deftones. I don't like like that part of that. That part of things freaks me out, which is like kind of like the TikTokification of new metal. Because like TikTok is is in my opinion, I, I think this is a pretty boomer ass opinion, but I think TikTok is is a real drain on pop music in general because it it's it's like rewarding content creation instead of songs. It's more like how can it's it's just like jamming it into a certain format that doesn't necessarily reward good songs. But I di hold on, I digress. Okay, Drew, you know what? You walked that one. You took the long road on that one, and I I applaud that. I really do. But my overall sentiment is I I love bands. I really like bands. I really like when four, five, six, seven in in new metal terms, nine, ten guys share a room and figure out music together. And I feel like that the, the concept of a band being something that can succeed commercially and creatively is in the fucking gutter and has been for a long time. And, and I would do, I say this with all due respect to to artists like Lil Peep who did innovate in ways that I think are absolutely brilliant and incredible and were unprecedented. But I think that there is something about a band that you cannot replicate with, a Pro Tools rig. You, I think that you really. Well, I think that, I think that, um, you know, uh, I'm sorry to come on your podcast and argue. <laughs> um, Dude, all I do is yap on these podcasts. It's basically an excuse okay. for me to hear my own voice. So please, please. Okay. Well, I think that, you know, that is, I think that you sort of need to remember that I would say that hip hop recording sessions, which still do happen, uh operate in sort of more of the paradigm of like a jazz album where you get a group of musicians together you know in the rap case it might be a couple rappers an engineer a producer whatever a couple writers whatever you get them together for you know what is ultimately usually a session or two and sort of the creative energy that comes out of that is you know the record the song the whatever um and so, you know, I think it's arguable that whenever, you know, a hip hop artist is in the studio, even though, you know, they might be sort of face of it, there is a group of individuals operating under band like energy um, fueling that. 
And you can also tell when it's like a okay, bad but, feature that's just been emailed or whatever. Okay, but when you say ban-like energy, I think you're kind of giving up the goose there, right? Like, ban-like energy is not a band. I feel like bands just aren't really that marketable anymore because I like saw something about Billie Eilish and it was, you know, her working with her brother and her brother's her brother was just like, let's just let's just have you be Billie Eilish because it's not going to be marketable. But um, yeah, on your point about like new metal being the last time something was new, like it makes me think about what I was listening to when I was growing up because I think I'm probably the youngest person here. So I think it was. I've been estimating between 18 and 19 so far. Okay. That's nice. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm cool. I'm I'm Gen Z. Which is, which is old now, by the way, Gen Z is, is almost old now. Cause now it's like Gen Alpha. Ooh, it's creeping up. I'm between 21 and 24. Okay, okay, somewhere there, but um, it's unsettling not to be the youngest in the room. I <laughs> no, but for this. Like, I think when I was growing up, like the new bands coming out were like Imagine Dragons, and then there was Twenty One yeah, Pilots. On, what about what about Imagine Dragons? Tell <laughs> and me, then the band is Oh, yeah, and they, and they replaced Lincoln Park on the Transformers soundtrack. Their new metal. I, I, I was at that premiere of that movie, actually, uh, Transformers 4. I was at the red carpet, oh, yeah. and I have, a, I have a selfie with the lead singer of Imagine Dragons. But anyway. Imagine yeah. Dragons think- and 21 Pilots are the worst of Linkin Park's legacy made manifest, which is the idea that a band should only exist insofar that you program all the organic life and out of the band. That you basically just chop everything into a grid and hire Alex the Kid to fucking make all your shit sound like an Eminem song. And I fucking hate that shit. I think that I think that is the most dubious part of Linkin Park's legacy. Like I've, I've said it before, but I think Linkin Park killed rock music because they hit it out of the park so hard with hybrid theory that it felt like everyone had to replicate that. But you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Hybrid theory is a full stop. It is the end of something. It is not the beginning. All that anyone can do after hybrid theory to try to be the next Linkin Park is just make a sound that's even more inauthentic and digitized and synthesized. And it didn't, it it rarely worked. And I think that as, as it went on, as that being the dominant sound where you had bands like Muse try to do that and then Imagine Dragons try to do that and then 21 Pilots try to do that. It just became this really fake and, and, and plasticky thing that didn't, that did just didn't work and so you talk about like yeah the, what about those bands? very that's very adorno good. hold on go ahead I that's very adorno were... oh damn it it is very adorno what the hell yeah. does that mean no no poetry after gotta read theory. theory yeah oh that's good i'm gonna steal that at some point drew hope that's okay that's what is fine. this what just happened what was that what was that shit you, you gotta read theory kirk yeah, yeah, the references. You you can figure out the reference. You, yeah, it's okay. There's like a very famous uh, Adorno line where he said, "No poetry after Auschwitz," um, which is okay. like, <laughs> yeah, he's a like a, a literary and media theorist and critic is so i guess the, the easy way so your comparison is auschwitz hybrid theory is the auschwitz of rock music 
no, it's but, just like in the sense Drew of like how Millard. Drew Millard so canceled in the sense of how like Dadaism as a response to World War One in part happened because you have this group of artists who have just experienced like an inconceivable horror and so are like trying to create art that is so like distant from anything that has been touched by that same like catastrophic force because there is this all-encompassing thing that if you try to get close to it sucks you into it okay i got you yeah no poetry an event horizon yeah well and and i want to actually my my this does bring my gripe with hybrid theory is that it is a it is a it is a perfect album and i don't mean that in the sense that it's like like the like okay computer style perfect of like being profound and shit i just mean that it is as it is as perfect as you could imagine an album can be if you could like quantify it scientifically if you could quantify like a metal pop metal album on a scientific objective scale it would be a 10 out of 10 100 out of 100 it would defeat every math theorem in the world like it's just a perfect record and it was also you know it sold 15 million copies 30 million globally i think and so it became like well what's the next version of this and there is none that was if the if there's an alphabet that's z it's over so i think that the iterations that did come after that because it, there had to be iterations were just reductive versions of the same thing over and over and over again like it's the opposite of what corn's debut album is where it's just all this raw creative energy that is not fully expressed yet hybrid theory is the finale of all that energy just colliding into one perfect perfect album so that is more over my criticism it's just it's done like that's the the, the, that's the finished of that version of that's that sound okay what does what does everyone think is the last great mainstream rock album oh it's a great question oh it's such a good question I'm going to be, I'm going to say it. Let's go American Idiot by Green Day. <laughs> I don't, I don't actually know if that's what I it don't is. I don't like but have an answer off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I've so thought I'm about this. Ha- glad you I love one. that question. I, I've thought about this. And I think that American Idiot was the last one to succeed in like classic rock metrics. Sell a, sell a shit ton of copies, get nominated yeah. for a bunch of Grammys. Got a Broadway musical. And I do think it actually is a very admirable album. It it, it is. It, I love it when bands just try their hardest to make a classic. And I don't know if I'd call it a classic, but I do respect it a lot. And I do think it's a, a really good album. What would your pick be, though, uh, uh, Jasmine? I think American Idiot's a good answer. I love that album. But as a Tumblr user back in the day in my teens, I feel like it's AM by the Arctic Monkeys. Also a great album, and it did succeed on some like very mm-hmm. classic sort That's of true. metrics. But I, I just, oh, when you talk about like mainstream rock album, like American Idiot was fucking boxing it out with everyone on the charts. You know, and do I, I, I want to know? Do I want to know? Like it was a, a big hit, but it wasn't Boulevard of Broken Dreams. It wasn't. No, like, like they don't play they, that in CBS. They were swinging. What about Hot Fuss by The Killers? The oh, that's a good here. one. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. The upward revisionism of that filler stuff fucking album. Get the fuck out of here. I I mean, the last mainstream rock album or the last like, I don't know, there are certainly major label albums that I haven't realized are major label albums like through the networks of affiliations and stuff. But the, I mean, like the most, I don't know, relationship of command is my real answer. Really? 
What was yeah. the Jasmine? Can you repeat the Buck question? Kid you said it was like the last great mainstream the last, rock album, right? Yeah, the last great mainstream rock guitar rock album. I just think that I mean, so I wish that I really wish American had won album of the year. I bet you that everyone thought it would. That must I don't know what I don't remember what won that year, but, but I bet yeah, I was gonna say Billy, what Billy Joe Armstrong is probably disappointed. Um, but to me, that's the one that succeeds on the level that you would that that people thought rock music should succeed in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, where it's like we we con we came, we saw, we conquered. We're we're a fucking band. We have duked it out and we have just slaughtered the competition. We've sold out stadiums in the UK. We sell out stadiums in the US. We're important. Like that, that's the other thing, right? It's a Bush rock album. It's about politics. So it's also culturally relevant. It's important. It sounds new. Show to punk pop punk songs that are also show tunes. Like, wow, no one's done this before. And I think that it succeeds on that kind of classic rock, dark side of the moon level. Uh, and I don't, I really, really don't think anything else has done that in fucking a really long time. It was like the last one. I think, I really think that was the last one. Well, I have a question for you, Kirk. Um, so it is not you know, a metal I, album. No, I'll just, I'll just beat you to it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was going to ask. So as prep for this, you sent over a playlist that you had made and I unfortunately was not able to listen to like every single thing, but like everything that I listened to was like really good. And I also listened to it like I would like put it on my phone while I was like doing other stuff. And so I have no idea like what any of the baits were, but I was just like, all right, I'm getting in the vibe. Um, and it like, you know, everything that I heard from that playlist seemed very accessible and very capable, like, of, you know, at very least, like, filling the big venue in the college town um, as, like, a minimum. You think of there are their, venues like, in ceiling. college towns? Uh, I used, I lived in Durham, North Carolina uh, until, like, two and a half years ago. And no, there were fair. multiple I, big venues. I have Although, like, no, I have ahead. a specific issue. Your thought. Yes. Um, oh, I was just going to say, like, you know, who do you think from sort of like the farm team right now, who do you think is going to be the first one to get called up? Great question. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for complimenting the playlist. That means like the universe to me. I it's like what I've tried to do is just make it sound like something you could put on and be like, this is good. This is good. This is good. Um, I don't know which of these bands is going to be the first to get called up. I'm a huge team guy. I'm the biggest team booster in team history. I love that fucking band. I think that they cut team, team C H E E M. Uh, they've cut okay. out an album called Guilty Pleasure that to me, it, it succeeds on like thematic and musical levels. It's, it's, you know, I've, I've been fucking yapping about them for a year, <laughs> but they are everything I want out of a new guitar band. They're creative. They're innovative. They're interesting. Their songs. Right. Yes. Note, note that I am Adding pushing it. the plus button. Oh, I do so and much. And the download button. Yeah. Oh, Here we go. Committed. You're going to love it. You're going to fucking love it. It's the most irresistible. No, it's, great. it's the most irresistible so album nice ever. Too. And they are mm -hmm. they are pleasant people. They're just like the nicest guys. I know it's skeptic. It makes me suspicious. But that to me is like <laughs> that to me is like this is what, what? I want out of new metal. It's because it's like it's I mean more than anything, it's very catchy. It's got choruses. Mm. Ah, 
Yes, rock bands writing choruses again. Christ Almighty, thank you. But I, I think that they have I a do ton have of a follow up, by the way. Okay, cool. They have a ton of promise. Okay. I think that out of but but beyond that, I don't know if I have another band that I could just be like, like th- them. And and I mean that this is a very mm-hmm. personal pick for me. But like a lot of these bands, so to me, what 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 counts for like a band to watch or a band that I'll playlist or a band that I'm interested in, and I'll reach out and be like, hey, stay in touch. Let me know when you guys release music. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that I like. I just need to be able to hear the the ambition in there i just need to be able to hear that these people are trying to make it happen because like mm. a lot of shit on corn's first album sounds really bad <laughs> i can say that i'm allowed to say that we are all allowed to know that like we all know that it doesn't obey the laws of like melody and rhythm and and all that stuff but like there's just so much potential and promise in that music so i'm just looking for that kind of shit is just stuff with potential and promise. So, I mean, looking at the list that I put up here, everyone doing anything Cybergrind related, like I'm letting Unseen Forces take the wheel, Back to Earth. Uh, who else do I have? Cybergrind. Cybergrind. I know. I know. Google it. But any of those bands that are doing- I can't anything- Google it. I'm on a podcast. I I I must let the person- who knows about the cyber grind? Tell me I'm about fucking, the cyber grind. I'm, I'm fucking reading the Wikipedia article for the Unabomber at the same time as I'm on this podcast. You need to step your multitasking oh. up. No, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking no, with you're doing not. that. No, I wouldn't. That would be insane. Um, but bands like that. Hold on. There's no way I'm gonna let this question go unanswered. I just try to keep tabs on all of those artists because it's just really the new Seven Dust album is very strong. I need to give it another listen. I've heard it through one time and one of the best vocalists he's one of the best vocalists new metal and probably all of metal has ever seen in in still from one dust to seven dust how is it oh my god we got to get you off of here dog um but i so i'm really i think that one's really promising i should look into the rest of it okay finally fuck fleshwater fleshwater put out an album just last year i think just last year and it's awesome it's so good it's fucking catchy. It's fucking shoegaze. Just just enough, but moreover, it's got heavy riffs and it's really good. I think that Loathe's next album is gonna be a fucking meteor. It's gonna change everything. Oh baby, he's adding it to the library. Add We're it. making it can, happen. We're making it happen. Can, Shout out to you too for okay. being an enlightened Apple Music user. I feel like I never get that. Probably nobody right <laughs> now. I mean, maybe nobody right now is winning as big as Chatpile is. They've almost become a full-time. Like Chatpile is close to accomplishing my number one goal for these rock bands, which is that they've almost all quit their day jobs and are full-time musicians. Oh, and that's so, awesome. Like, that fills my heart with so much like enthusiasm because it's like, that's what I want out of. That's why I think the magic is lost out of rock music and rock bands is that yeah. the, what I wanted to say earlier Drew, what I wanted to say earlier was the real reason that I think the magic has gone out of rock music and rock bands is because they just can't fucking afford to be bands. Like you can't yeah. fucking like you, you can't, can't afford to be alive, pay, let alone be a band. You can't fucking yes. pay yourself a living when you're doing music alone. You're gonna have five people now in this band. Like it's never and you have to all work your full-time jobs and your side hustles, your night gigs, your hustling online, and you have to go to a rehearsal space one, two, three times a week. It's never gonna happen. So we have on to on top just, of like the new expectations to do your own PR, your own like everything. Yeah. Like to me, like dude, the fact that Roadrunner enabled Slipknot to 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 dream big, to aspire to create an album that goes double platinum 
when it's nine fucking guys that are broke as shit in Iowa is what made them great. Hmm. And nobody yeah. wants to ascribe commercialism and capitalism to what makes great rock music, but like, just be real. All of your favorite rock bands probably put out their best work when it had the most potential to go to sell, to be commercially successful. Like being able to aspire to a better life through rock music is a huge deal. And we have to give people that ability to aspire to a stable, a secure, a healthy life through good old fashioned rock music. To me, that's it. I think that's the whole problem with rock music. I don't blame the kids. I don't blame social media. I think all of that shit is bull. I think it's literally just that you cannot dream of being a successful rock musician anymore. It's just not happening. I think, fuck, I mean, fuck, the, the commercial aspirations for like every genre feel pretty narrow right now. Like people talk about how, like, commercial rap, astro. Rap, rap is stagnating now. Oh, rap and hip hop are stagnating now. It's like, well, I don't, I don't think people are, are blowing up the same way they used to in rap and hip hop anymore. You know? I mean, I think that that's, you know, I think that's also true across just like any form of art. Like, um, yeah, like, uh, Jasmine, like, I don't know. I'm interested in sort of like as a as a writer between the ages of 21 and 24. Uh, um, I'm I'm interested in sort of like some of the challenges that you see for doesn't have to be for you, but for like writers of your own age. And since this is a new metal podcast, pretend that every writer you know, including yourself, is a new metal journalist. Yes, I'm a new let metal me, journalist. Let me tell you about new metal journalists, how much <laughs> okay. they get paid. No, um, yeah, I think the first publication that ever paid me for my writing doesn't exist anymore. And Sick. the first, you know, big publication I wrote for as a freelancer was ID, which is owned by Vice, mm -hmm. and they went bankrupt, and that was the whole thing. Yep. Yep. Um, I used to work there. Not yeah. ID, but vice. Yeah. The bankrupt advice. They profiled me and two days later filed for bankruptcy. So sorry. I had about nothing that. to do with that. Um, anyways, you were saying, Jasmine. It's the new metal agenda. No, yeah, totally. True? I feel like it's <laughs> no, it's true across like all our like writing and music and everything. Like there's also just no like monoculture anymore. Like nothing can ever be that big again. And when it comes to journalism, like nobody wants to click on a website anymore, you know, like I just want to stay on TikTok or stay on Instagram reels. I don't want to click on a website. That Why would I want to do huge, that? A huge problem is every social media platform locking down people's attention. Like that used to be the number one greatest thing about Twitter used to be you could post links, people would click on them. That was what Twitter was. And that now is crushed. So it is like, yeah, it is like everything now is just devoted to scrolling into the next advertisement. You you can't get people to leave their app. You it takes so much work. Link the link is in the bio, people. Please, please click on the link. Fortunate too, because then that's like what all these like. I mean, we've seen like the gutting of local journalism, and increasingly local is not local. Like that's the same thing is happening at every level, but it's like these news websites are also shitty. It's like, oh, so I can yeah. pay you to have a shitty experience full of sponsored posts that are all garbage and still full of ads and your website doesn't work and like it still sucks. Why would I give you money for it to suck? And I know you don't pay your writers. 
or don't mm-hmm. pay them enough depending on so it's like no i'm gonna tell you guys right. exactly what's happening and this is 100 true do what you will okay. with this knowledge the reason why shit is is unfortunate right now is because everyone that has money power wealth thinks that society is going to completely break down and they want to have enough money, power, wealth to maintain or improve their current lifestyles once society stops functioning. That's oh, it. dude, have you read the have you read the Douglas Rushkoff book? No, I wrote it in my mind oh. over and over. <laughs> but in the but you think about like rich people like Rockefellers and stuff in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and they built these like concert halls and all these buildings and stuff. It's because they could imagine a future. Today's today, nobody can imagine a future. It's as much that I mean, a, there is an imagining a future. There is also a like they are literally like tithing and like doing penance. There is a sense of shame to it. Oof, man. Also, I mean, a sense of legacy. We but had, there is wish like we a had sense some of that back again. Yeah, but now it's like I think that we just. But... I think that it's just very, very commonly accepted that thirty years from now, society is going to be busted, and you just need to be able to afford both a private jet and a private security team if you want to have the same good life you've got right now. So I don't think there's any investment in culture. There's just no investment in culture. We have to, that's there why we're all me, subscribed to each other. Let me other's tell you about Patreons. working in live theater. What a good time to work <laughs> in live theater. So that's, and that's why we have to all go on fucking strike or something. I'm Holiday Kirk with the New Metal Jenna. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been a great episode. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> so if anyone has any evolutions on that, and you know what? This is this does bring me to the part where I say that new metal is going to fix all of that. That is what's going to be that what rest Buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do worry that there will not be a next new metal Joan Didion of new metal. Um because, you know, all of the local new metal news metal papers are either owned by private equity companies or have been consolidated um, into these like sort of cost-cutting news metal uh, little mini consolidations. What's Corey Taylor doing today? Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor's cool. Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor, honestly. But it's insane how many. It's insane how many metal websites build their their fucking how many websites build their content around what Corey Taylor said today? Yeah. Cause you know who gets mm. clicks? Yeah. Corey no, motherfucking don't, Taylor. Don't say Corey Taylor do and you, Ronnie Radke, baby report on it. Do you guys Ronnie follow Radke, Pop he's Crave? Bad, right? Oh, we follow. I, I don't follow Pop Crave. I just have what to is see Pop their tweets quite a bit. You don't know. I, Pop yeah. Crave? I, by proxy. No, it's like I'm a, a Twitter. It's a Twitter account that just posts like c- celebrity gossip and news. But the thing is, like, they take their news from like actual news outlets, and then they just okay. like take it without crediting them. And apparently, Popcrave, which is like literally just a Twitter account, they're on some very powerful like press list. And apparently, celebrities pay Popcrave to post about them, but they don't like they don't disclose that. Um, so mm-hmm. Popcrave is ruining journalism anyway. No, I, mean, I, I know. Didn't I remember. Assume. I remember reading something similar to that about how, like, the Daily Wire will take a piece that the Chicago oh, Tribune yeah. reported on and just swipe all the relevant interviews. So the Chicago Tribune pays beat reporters, stakes out city hall meetings. They do not their, anymore. They don't. They do. I fucking <laughs> bet they don't. And then the Daily Wire goes whoop, and they take all the traffic from that news source. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, no, but the, the Tribune gutted itself like a couple of years ago. They all did. That's and, why. That's why the top of. <laughs> Top of Tribune Tower is now luxury condos. 
see, but here's the fucking problem. Oh my God. Is that I can't accept this idea that everything's bad and will be getting worse forever. And then you die. I just can't, I can't, I can't live. Like yeah. I mean, that. it's not good for you. No, I have another no, suggestion not being good for me. I think that it doesn't have to be that way either. There's I have no another suggestion for revolt resolving this, uh, dialectical. All right. So you've got this kick-ass Spotify playlist of all of these kick-ass new metal bands, right? So new metal agenda needs to get bigger so that it can support more independent new metal bands who can then in turn become, you know, not necessarily even wealthy, but like well off through creating new metal that is very good and strives to stir the feelings of the listeners. And if enough of these new metal bands blow up, then they can either buy struggling local newspapers or failing or start. Jasmine, uh, you're a genius. Uh, yes. New Metal Agenda column in Team Vogue when? Pitching that to the world. I think you're on to something, Drew. I think you're on to something. Yeah. Yeah. This is was... the way we fix media is new metal supporting local media. I was like yell I was yelling at my dad. I was visiting my parents earlier uh last month. I, I was... like that you led with I was yelling at my dad. Well, yelling at my dad. Like, I was just having a conversation. Parents. And like yeah. my dad's trying to figure out what the plan is. And I was just yelling about how it's like we have to restore commercial possibilities for rock music. And he's like, you are going broke. He's like, you are also trying to apply for food stamps. You've tapped out your unemployment. Like what about your commercial prospects? And I was like, any people are saying this. I, I was like, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I just don't, I don't, I don't know. Cause that's the question. Like when we started the new metal agenda website, it was the same thing that I asked. Cause we signed with a, a bigger publication to get it done. And I was like, how do we pay writers? How do we, we, I can't just ask people to work for free. And they're like, no, you will ask people to work for free. That's mm -hmm. period. So I don't know. They're just, it's like, there's all this fucking money and it just circulates all like way above us. And it's not fair. It's not fair that the four people in this room have to do all this cultural heavy lifting for nothing, no reward at all. So that has to get fixed. I don't know how it's going to happen. Maybe I just start robbing people on the street or something. I'll go to Beverly Hills. I'll just start sticking people up because that that has to get fixed before things can really get moving. So let's all mm -hmm. subscribe to each other on Patreon and hope okay. and 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 hope that that works out in the long run. I mean, this Pass is around the same been, $20. Yeah. This is a thing that I've been kind of, kind of trying to push, um, on my own podcast, which exists, uh, which is like, if you are a writer who does work for the web, you should be getting residuals because your content is making someone else money years and years and years and years after it goes online. And to be paid a one-time fee is to be beholden to a pre-online media model. Um, not if they're writing for New Metal Agenda, which they're doing it for the love. Don't worry. Uh, but, like, you know, if you are working for, like, a Condé Nast, a Vice Media, Bustle Media, whatever, um, 
you could get residuals. Um, this is something I really believe. And I think that uh, at some point, journalists will need to go on strike in order to make that happen. It's true. It's true because I wrote I wrote an article for Revolver uh, about the, the 10 greatest new metal music videos of all time. And they paid me a nice, shiny $100 bill for that. And they rerun that article constantly. And it's just you know, mileage out of it. Just adds up for them. Goody, goody. And I mm -hmm. got my nice little hundred bucks, you know? you. I, I almost said, have you ever, even though I know you all have, but filling out a 1099 or W9 or whatever for a hundred dollars just feels like a mm -hmm. slap in the face. It's like, I yeah, kind of would rather yeah. just not get paid. It really feels like shit. Yeah. Hey, just checking on that invoice for that fat, fat uh, hundred bucks. How is, oh, is that? Yeah, when you have to chase it. When will that be filled? Yeah. So, yeah, you are right about that. And like my my like weird ass pie in the sky, probably impossible model is to me. That's what I wanted to do is that's like we run ads on all our pages. If someone writes an article and that does X ad revenue, we just, just divvy that up between everyone. And then I'll be homeless because I have no money left. I mean, I think that that is the is the right model, though. I um, do, too. And, I do, too. <laughs> and I also I really think through do. doing that, like you would probably get more people who wanted to write for you and like, you know, better and better writers. Like it's a cycle that like, like you would you like you, Drew Miller. You can't afford me. So true. He was, oh, he thought about it. He's like, he's like, he's ready. Like, I'm going to say it. He let those, he let those, he let those voices I, take over. I can't believe you dunk on me. You're dunking yeah. on me. You're dunking on me. Unbelievable. Dog, I'm it's expensive. I've got like, I've been, I'm 33. I've been doing this shit since I was 20. Like, oh my God, he's only three years old. He'll give you exposure. He'll post about you. I will give you so much exposure, dude. I'll, I will post it. Uh, I'll tweet. I'll, I'll, I'll okay, tag okay. you. Okay. I'll If exit. it's exposure we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> can't afford me. You know what, though? Jasmine. Jasmine doesn't know any better. Ja Jasmine. <laughs> no i feel like once you like the first time you get paid for your writing you're like oh i'm never going back why am i doing yeah. this shit for free that's no, why i never wrote for the like college paper or anything because i'm like i'm not doing this for free i'm looking at everyone you, who's doing this shit for free i'm like i'm not i'm not doing that 50 50 bucks that's pretty that's good i'm bucks. still i'm still waiting she's for... like she's like that's she's like that's pretty good I'm rate. still waiting on some money from a uh, Vice slash ID, you know, so I might need oh, to follow dude. up you guys for my yeah. me. Vice owes me, they still owe me a thousand bucks. Email, yeah. Cute. Just from go to the office and rip a from TV when? off the wall and walk out. <laughs> oh, I like, I wrote a piece for them in like March, maybe April. Um, and yeah. Um, I would also but, say, like, across the board, we need better labor protections for freelancers. Yes. Also, like, Jasmine, I, I got yeah. some, if no one has ever told you this, uh, someone told this to me when I, too, was 21 to 24, and so I would like to tell it to you, which is, uh, you know, the first time as a freelance writer, you get paid a significant amount of money for a piece, that's your new rate. Full fucking stop. Okay, got it. Yes, that's um, your new baseline. God damn it, yeah. Drew. God damn it, man. Come on, man. You could have let well, no, me. We're hyping that... her up. We are <laughs> boosting then... people 
in alignment empowering with the, the youth I've got in to their get, industries. I've got to, I've got to get supporting women. I've got to get Come on. I don't know. I mean, I don't it's know. different for it's different for SpawnCon though, right? Because I did SpawnCon. That paid that paid well, but that's different, right? SpawnCon. You wrote the, you SpawnCon wrote the, is different. You wrote the Raytheon piece. <laughs> you're like you're like why? Here's ten top tips. Ten beauty top ten fighter jets. Top from ten pride Ryan. merch items from defense contractors this July. No, I was doing SpawnCon for uh, HBO like right before the strikes, but you know it was it, it's, it's like over. basically it's like basically journalism. Yeah. If yeah. I mean yeah, if North it's like different tracks. You five grand for an essay would you write it for them if who uh, offered me northrop grumman which is another defense contractor would you take that answer is always it depends if my name doesn't have to be on it you know if you can Alice good yes it, you're gonna be fine bye as long as you Kirk. know that <laughs> i feel uh, like we're man. talking about some bleak stuff but um I, I wanted to talk about this thing. I saw I saw this thing where it was like, oh, your music taste stagnates when you're like 14. And I, I feel like that's true for me. So I was wondering if you guys feel the same. No. I actually when I was if, I'm, 14, if I feel if I feel truly, truly blessed about anything New Metal has brought me, it's the ability to just shed every band I liked in high school and move on. Cause I have gotten into more incredible music in this last three years of my life than i had for the preceding 27 i mean there's so so many great fucking new metal bands out there that people don't know about in france in turkey in australia in japan in china there's just so many and i i so first of all i guess I should, this is a twofold answer right if i'm still listening to new metal it kind of means yes it did stagnate at 14 it just that's it it's it's i've gone backwards okay but you were I still do, in it at 14. But I do. I was. Uh, no. It was 14 at the point where I was like Radiohead. It could have like been. Freshman year of high school. school. That's freshman year of high school. Okay. So I was Radiohead at that point. But yeah. um, but like just just being able to not not really give a fuck about Radiohead anymore. Arcade Fire or The National. Oh, my God. I fucking hate The National. I can't believe I ever listened to any of that shit. Oh, I fucking hate that sad adult rock music. Oh, my God. God. So just being able to ditch all that stuff and leave it behind for just a million different cool new metal bands that I find every single day. That I I'm really, really appreciative of that part. Anyway, Drew. Um, I just want to clarify, I misstated my age earlier. I am in that I'm in fact 34. Um one so tall line I got time, to be, I, got time to be, I got time to be a millionaire writer like Drew here. I've got four years. Uh, yeah, now, now, okay, first of all, your musical taste stagnates when you become 33, uh, and you will just have no interest in new music ever, and it'll be like, like, listening to new music becomes like being George Bush trying to eat broccoli, um, and also when you become about 32, you will constantly forget how old you are, because you're like, enough old that like birthdays become meaningless um are you, are you sure you're not just like tired yeah i'm kind of wondering like, and, you're your and you're at your parents house and you're at your parents house yeah but they're not here um even worse <laughs> no 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 this is like we just like came up here for a week to like chill 
I'm not telling y'all where my parents' house is. Well, Jasmine, so you were 14 in like 2021. And do you yeah. feel like your musical taste is over <laughs> now? No, I feel like, well, maybe I just had really good music taste when I was 14, you know? Um, Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like, yeah, I listen to new artists, but I feel like the core is kind of the same. Because like when I was like 14, I was into like, like pop punk and I was into like Arctic Monkeys. And then were, you a, into, were like, you a Tumblr soft grunge? I was. Yeah. yeah yeah and then I was in a grunge and I was in Sorry. a like, pixies and stuff um and I feel like the, that's like those are still my favorite bands now and I really don't think it's gonna change I do, feel, I do feel truly and deeply blessed that my like two favorite bands when growing up were were Linkin Park and Radiohead two of the least problematic bands in music history <laughs> like I know people that were just obsessed with Marilyn Manson and they got to just and brand new and they got to shoulder that burden for the rest oh, of the Oh, I love brand new. Out. I also like brand new when I was I like brand new a lot too, but I was like 27, so it was very easy for me to just be like I'm done with this. No, baby. Mm. No, nah, baby. If the allegations ever surface against Mike Shinoda or or Tom York, I'm just going to walk into the ocean and accept death cuz that's it for me. I'm done. That would never work out for me. So, praise praise God in the meantime. I mean, I'll even bleep that Drew Miller. I'll bleep that Drew Miller. Don't look at me like that. I was also a big fan of the 1975 and then like the past couple months. Well, you've had a rough rough year. I'm logging off. Had a couple couple rough months. I like that. I like that. That is so wild because that is like very much a like late high school. Well, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. That's such a weird. I've never seen someone like just summit the mountain and fall down and again because they were like bad. And then it was like, whoa, they're actually good. Whoa, they're bad again. Like all it seemed like it happened all at once. It was like first album, not good. Third album, actually good. And now they're back to being just totally shit. So, you know, good on them. To me, it's all good. To me, it's all good. Because I was a Tumblr teen. Hold tight to that. Yeah. Don't let that go. It is. I understand. What if 1975 goes new metal? No. I think there's an essential earnestness to like live performance and just like being in the world that I think Maddie Healy really doesn't have. And even though like his live performance art is like is very spectacle based, it is a very like controlled spectacle for focused on spectacle rather than like audience experience and like an an audience experience in dialogue with the performance i have to give it to them for being an actual band though i do kind of like isis you do sometimes gotta hand it to them you do rock bands i fucking like i fucking like the 1975 i think they put out some great music i don't give a shit i think they put out some great music but I like Rina Sawayama more. So, you know, I could I could discard. I can discard. Speaking of new metal, speaking of new new metal, she's coming back. New metal Rena is Rina. back this year. Oh, I promise you, new metal Rena is back this year. I cannot fucking wait for new metal Rena to clear off these poser ass artists from the field and show everyone how the fuck it's done. Because if I have been just mournful about anything, it's that Rena put out the greatest new metal single of the last five years and then stopped fucking with the genre after that. And then I've, I've suffered every day waiting for another STFU. And I think we're going to get it. I think we're going to get it. Okay. Anyway. It was 311 new metal. That's all we have, the time we have, folks. I am Holiday Kirk with the New Metal Agenda. I would really, really like to thank our co-hosts, my co-host, Riviera, for once again making it out to this one. Riv, thanks so much. So welcome. 
So welcome, Jasmine. You have the brightest of futures ahead of you. Don't let, take shit from anyone about anything. Bump your rate up. Your rate goes up by 20% after this interview, after this podcast is over. Drew? Answer the question, Kirk. You set us all back a little bit with this one, with your with your shenanigans, with your antics, with your hot takes. Ridley, no, they're not answer. a new metal band. No, I reject. No. They're in the conversation. I'll never this is, be This is above them. my pay grade. What about I, Cottonmouth Kings? No. Oh, disgusting. Also, Linkin Park opened for them on tour one time. There's a fun That's fact for you. wild. Linkin Park did a tour opening for the fucking Cottonmouth Kings. Cottonmouth Kings are fucking sick. Um, Do you just want to run out the shot clock? Do you want to keep giving these takes? Just keep asking. Yeah, just keep asking if keep bands are new it. metal. Just go. All right. Is Sublime covering Descendants new metal? No. Is Gorillas featuring no. Del the humpy, hunk, Funky Homos? Wait, let's do that one again. Is Gorillas no. featuring what, do they Del have the another? Funky Homo They actually Sapien do have more than one song featuring them, but new metal. Both of them are not new metal. Is In Together Now by Limp Biscuit featuring Method Man with production by DJ Premier new metal? Yes. Why? Limp Biscuit. You but can't he's get, trying you can't to get sound, that close. You can't get that close to the flame and not get burned. He's trying buddy. to sound like he's on fucking Def Jux, though. Okay, it's new metal. Move on. Is Def Jux new metal? No. Is Public Enemy new metal? No. <laughs> At what point does Kid Rock stop becoming new metal? When he shot up all those beer cans because he hates trans people. Well, okay. it's earlier than that, but that was the one I think where the I was answer fully... is photograph featuring Cheryl Crow. That was the yeah, one, but, but that was when I was song. that was when I was fully over it. it was like I was mm. like I'll entertain a little of this, and then he in the outed himself as a transphobic content creator, and I was like, "You're done, you're done." Is is Saint Anger new metal? Yes. Oh yeah, big time. Big time. Is the documentary Some Kind of Monster New Metal? Buddy. Not only is St. Anger New Metal, it's the worst multi-platinum album ever made. I is feel like the... that is true. It's either that or it's Relapse by Eminem. That, that's, Ooh, the only, that's, that's the... Yeah. Also, excruciatingly fucking bad. Mm, so another it's one hometown of the disappointment. One of the two. Is Gym Class Heroes New Metal? No. Get the trying to trigger me now <laughs> playing these is, games is the lesser ben stiller action comedy film mystery men new metal no it's good uh, that's bowler that's bowling rock music that's a uh, fucking smash mouth and bare naked ladies music uh movie bare naked ladies known enemies of the new metal agenda oh yeah is, that's right we interrupted their concert on our boat yeah tour once we're beefing with them apparently is, is the film Hackers new metal? No, Electronica. Yes. I don't care. Nope. Is How to Blow Up a Pipeline, the movie, new metal? Yes. Is Occupy Wall Street new metal? No. Mm -hmm. No. Is Scream 6 new metal? It's not new metal. It's, uh... I disagree. Which one is it? I don't want to know, actually. That's the one that came out this year. Okay. 
I think by virtue of it being the sixth one, it's the newest one. And like the guy stabbed somebody with a knife, which is made out of metal. Wait a minute. What's the question again? Hit me with this again. Is Scream 6 a new metal movie? Oh, um, I'll grandfather it in. Sure. Is Proust new metal? I don't know what that is, and I resent the question. (laughs) Move on. (laughs) Um, Is Eve Babbitt's new metal? No. Disgusting. I don't know who that is. She's great. She's a great author. What's the most Um, new metal beer? Coors Light. Coors Light with a side of methamphetamine. Actually, the most new metal beer is Sparks. What are you doing? What are you trying to tell me? You trying to tell me? Yeah, I am. Coors Light. Because because Corn spent 33 grand in record label money on Coors Light while they were recording Fall of the Leader. That's an incredible amount of beer. Okay, they, you win. They were drinking. I win. That's all that's all the time we have tonight. Thank you so much everyone that made it to this one. Remember, the most important thing of all is that you are platforming and supporting all the new artists that are getting into this genre. Listen to this music, listen to the legacy acts, listen to everything. Have yourselves a wonderful evening.